Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Acts with the recording in Scripture of the aftermath of Peter's first sermon on the day of Pentecost. Following Peter's sermon, the people were pierced to the heart and asked, What shall we do? Please follow along with Pastor Harris as he recounts Peter's reply in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Be Saved. Remember the the man in John chapter 9 that was blind and Jesus healed him? And in his case, he made it a two-step process, so the guy had to go wash to get the mud off of his, off of his eyes. So he'd never seen Jesus, and they were saying, well, the, the Pharisees were after him. Well, who's the man who, who, who gave you your sight? And he says, well, I've never seen him. I can't pick him out of a lineup. And they asked his parents, who is it that made your son see? And they said, well, we know that's our boy. We know that he was blind. We know that he now sees, but that's all we're saying. You go ask him. And the text explains, because they feared that they would become unsynagogued, no longer welcome in the synagogue. That was to be, um, to be uh, expelled from your culture, from your world. And Peter called them to submit to public baptism in just that same way. You need to declare your Allegiance. You can't have your feet in both worlds. It's either or. It's not both and. We can make an analogy. Um, remember, Jesus called the rich young ruler to prove, if he said he believed it, to prove it. Uh, give everything you have to the poor and come follow me. Luke chapter 18. I don't know anyone who argues from Luke chapter 18 that in order to become a, a Christian, you have to first liquidate all of your possessions. Uh, and yet people say repent for the forgiveness of sins means that, and be baptized, that you have to be baptized. I like the way um, John MacArthur put it in his commentary. He said, salvation is not a matter of either water or economics. True repentance, however, will inevitably manifest itself in total submission to the Lord's will. Other passages of Scripture are quite clear. The Philippian jailer, Acts chapter 16, he asked uh, uh, Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? If ever there was a point that you had to be baptized, that would have been the time to say it. And what did they say? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And they gave him the gospel and he believed and he repented and then he was baptized. Peter just um, mashes that together, repent and be Baptized, And we're going to see through the book of Acts that forgiveness is always linked to repentance. And we're going to see that people who hear and believe and repent then become baptized. That little preposition translated for, uh, for the remission of sins, that, that makes some people stumble. But understand, um, Greek prepositions can have quite a range of meaning. It can mean for the purpose of it could mean that if you had other reasons to believe that, but it can also mean 
on the occasion of. Jesus used a similar um, construction when he, in Matthew 12, 41. He says, the people of Nineveh repented because of the preaching of Jonah. He, he word, worded for the preaching of Jonah just like for the forgiveness of your sins. So repentance is for forgiveness. Baptism follows forgiveness, but it doesn't cause it. So Acts 2, 38 and 39, look at them together. Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That was the gift that had come that day. The same thing that transformed those 120, He will transform you. He will come and live in you. For the promise, He says, is for you and your children and... For all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to Himself. That same gift comes to everyone who believes. And He says, you and your children, and then those who are far off, well, you and your children, who was He speaking to? Jews in Jerusalem on that day that the Holy Spirit arrived. Those who are far off, that's us. Far off in the terms of centuries later far off in the sense of miles, far off in the sense of not even close to having all that God has given to His people, Israel. And in every case, the sovereignty of God is at work in who receives salvation. It is for as many as the Lord our God will call to Himself. That day, He called a whole bunch of them. Each day since then, He's continued to call people to Himself. The compelling question is, what should we do? Compelling answer number one, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of, of sins. Now, compelling answer number two, different words in verse 40. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Now, we can tell from that verse that Luke recorded for us only an inspired synopsis of Peter's sermon. Uh, it lasted surely much longer than the few minutes it would take you or me to read verses 14 through 36 out loud. We can only imagine how much dialogue went on between individuals in that crowd and the 12 apostles, but we know it included many other words, and they were constantly bearing witness about Jesus, saying what they knew to be true about Him. And the verb form is quite clear. There was lots of exhorting that kept on taking place. They just were calling people, calling people, calling people, submit to Jesus, your Lord. There's that rather picturesque command there. This is the second uh, compelling answer to the compelling question. Be saved. Be saved from this perverse generation. Now, he didn't just make that up on the spot. That's an echo of a line from the Song of Moses, which is in Deuteronomy 32, and that was one of the verses that was quoted on a rotating basis in the, in the synagogue, so they would have been familiar with it. There, Deuteronomy 32, they have acted corruptly toward him, that, the they referring to the, the generation that had died. Deuteronomy was just before the next generation was to enter the promised land. They have acted corruptly toward Him. They are not His children because of their defect, but are a perverse and crooked generation. Now, that word translated perverse 
That's from a Greek word. It's one of those ones that you almost know, but you have no idea that you know it as a Greek word. Have you ever heard of one diagnosed with scoliosis? Scoliosis is a curvature of the spine. Now, if we take an x-ray of you from the side, you'll see that your spine has a curve to it. That's a good thing. If we take your x-ray from the front or the back, your spine shouldn't have a curve in it. That's a bad thing. That's scoliosis. The Greek word scolios means bent or, or, or crooked. And Jesus used that, that verse and that imagery several times to describe the generation of the Pharisees and the Sadducees who rejected Him, the ones who said that all the miracles He does, He does them by the power of Satan. He called them a crooked and perverse generation. So Peter and the other apostles were calling people to do nothing less than repudiate what their apostate leaders had taught them, to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth. They didn't mince words. The only options they gave were in or out, yes or no, Saved or lost, Jesus or anything else. And what a response. It was unprecedented, a colossal response. Look at verse 41. So then, those who had received His word were baptized, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. They didn't mince any words. They didn't water down anything. They didn't try to make it palatable and culturally relevant. There are no soft-pedaling the message. Peter said, this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. This is the kingdom program of God. Jesus is the king. Are you going to come to the king or not? And he called them to make a a radical, life-changing commitment. He called them to publicly repudiate the false teaching that they had been steeped in and to declare allegiance to Jesus Christ. There may even have been, probably were, some followers of the Pharisees or some Sadducees in that crowd. Maybe they came that day. But he didn't say, now we need to be a really inclusive group. There's different ways. People have different views about things. Yeah, they do. Right or wrong? Are you going to be right? Are you going to repent? He called them to the one way of salvation. He called them to risk becoming outcasts from their culture and from their families. How dare He set the bar so high? Well, you would think that would turn a lot of people off. Well, about 3,000 made the commitment, made the public declaration through baptism. Some people have said, well, that's not realistic. They couldn't have done that in one day. Well, there's been a lot of excavation gone on around the, the first century temple in Jerusalem, and there are a whole bunch of little pools. They're called a mikvah, the plural mikvim. Um, there were pools for ritual cleansing for people who would come and prepare themselves for offering sacrifices in the temple. And I kind of imagine each apostle, maybe even others of the 120, taking turns and manning all of those mikvim where there was water, people lining up to be baptized. What a scene that had to be. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.